Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another week going through the book of Ecclesiastes. Uh, This week we're going to be going through uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 16 through chapter 4, verse 3. And it says, I also observed under the sun, there is wickedness at the place of judgment, and there is wickedness at the place of righteousness. I said to myself, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, since there is a time for every activity and every work. I said to myself, this happens so that God may test the children of Adam, and that they may see for themselves that they are like animals. For the fate of the children of Adam and the fate of animals is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath. People have no advantage over animals, since everything is futile. All are going to the same place. All come from dust and all return to dust. Who knows if the spirits of the children of Adam go upward and the spirits of animals go downward to the earth. I've seen that there is nothing better than for a person to enjoy his activities because that is his reward. For who can enable him to see what will happen after he dies? Again, I observed all the acts of oppression being done under the sun. Look at the tears of those who are oppressed. They have no one to comfort them. Powers with those who oppress them, they have no one to comfort them. So I commended the dead, who have already died more than the living, who are still alive. But better than either of them is the one who has not yet existed, who has not seen the evil activity that is done under the sun. When I hear those words, I just think, man, I'm so glad we're in Ecclesiastes for a time like this. Like, it it just seems to make sense to me. Um... And undoubtedly, people have said that through the ages, but I love that kind of just realness of it. One of the things I really appreciate about Solomon is his total transparency, honesty. In verse 16, when it starts off, it says, you know, I saw something under the sun. And again, I'm really thankful how Parker just kind of let us uh, understand the difference between under the sun and under the heavens. And so under the sun, in place of judgment wickedness was there. In the place of justice, wickedness was there. In the place of judgment and justice, wait a minute, I thought Solomon was ruling the country. Wasn't it his judgment, his justice? And he's saying the systems that he was a part of, that he oversaw, wickedness was there. It it feels like he's answering the question almost, well, if I was in charge, I would do it differently. I think all of us have that fantasy. The reality is, we wouldn't. There would still be wickedness there. Yeah, and you sense a little bit of the frustration that Solomon is feeling. Like, it's not just that there is injustice. It's that in the places where injustice should be corrected, there is wickedness there. Right? There is there is more injustice there. And so he's kind of saying, hey, this is wrong. It's like that verse that we read earlier, like the, the, the crooked things that cannot be straightened. There's these things that he sees in the world that are not right and it cannot be fixed through the normal ways that you would expect. And I think that we can have that same feeling today. It's so much easier to look around our world and be pessimistic, to see all the things that are wrong, the injustices that are happening, and there are injustices and there is wrong. And so when we read this, maybe you feel just like Solomon is feeling. Why is this wrong? Why is this happening? And then in verse 17, he kind of reminds himself. I said to myself, 
God will judge the righteous and the wicked since there is a time for every activity and every work. Kind of like what he talked about in chapter 3, verse 1. There's an occasion for everything, a time for every activity under heaven. In this small way, he's reminding himself of the contrast between how it's like with God in the picture and how it's like just under the sun without God in the picture. That eventually God will fix all of these things. He will make all of these things right. He will bring justice to all of these different situations. Yeah, I, I like that in that I think that our viewpoint is we want to see justice and we want to see it now. Not only do we want to see it now, we want to see it. And this is a reliance on saying, I trust God will bring the judgment when he sees fit, when he decides that it needs to be done. Uh, you know, you're driving down the interstate, somebody zips by you going 90 miles an hour. You're excited and hopeful that in the next mile or two, you'll see him pulled over on the side of the road. You'll think, oh, yeah, that he deserved that. When we don't have that, you're like, oh, that guy should have been caught. Never mind the fact that we were going 10 miles over the speed limit as well. That's not what's being said here. And so it's the idea that he will judge when he determines it's the time. We're not going to see it. We might. We're fortunate if we do. But that's a, that would be a gift from God. He will bring judgment, and we can rely on his word to fulfill that when he sees fit. So he kind of just says, verse 18, As for humans, God tests them so that they may see they're like animals. Surely the fate of human beings is like that of animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so does the other. Like, that's just reality. And sometimes we need to be reminded we're not demigods. We're just like animals. It kind of reminds me of Groundhog Day. Do you remember when Bill Murray is eating at the table? And he's just stuffing himself full of food. And he says, Rita, I, I think I'm God. Not the God, but a God. And I think that that kind of summation is what we kind of feel like, the way that we judge people, the way we want to, our world to be always done. And, and God is reminding us through Solomon, that's not the case. And just like in chapter 2, it's the thought of death, the uncertainty of the future that brings everything into focus, that kind of brings clarity for Solomon. Solomon isn't saying that we're animals. One guy that I was reading said, so he's not commenting on our biology, but our destiny, that we have the same fate as animals. Solomon's reminded of our mortality, really just how fragile life is. And he's talking about the clarity that comes with that reminder. It's the same thing that happens when our lives or someone in our circle's lives are touched by tragedy. Having to think about the future, what will happen in the future, having to think about what will happen when we die, it has a way of cutting away all the things that aren't important. And that's kind of what Solomon's doing. In verse 20, he says, All are going to the same place. All come from dust, and all return to dust. Under the sun, apart from God, everyone has the same fate. And so Solomon ends chapter 3 kind of asking some questions that he doesn't have clarity on. Is there more to this life than just this time on earth? If It kind of goes back to all of the chapters that we've already gone through. Right? If, if it's just about showing up and living life and then dying and that's it, what meaning is there in this life? Yeah, punching the clock, it just feels like, man, if that's all there is, it, it's like the introduction to Fred Flintstone, right? 
Like, punch the clock, slide down the dinosaur's back, jump into the car so you can go hang out with your friends. Uh, it just seems like uh, a rat race of trying to make make life happy. And if, if that's all it is, then you better go for it. That's why he says there's nothing better for people to be happy in their work. That's our lot in life. And, and no one can bring us back to see what happens after we die. So in light of these verses, in light of the questions that Solomon brings up, in light of the feeling of frustration about the injustices in our world, how are we supposed to respond? Is it just live and die and dust to dust, just like Solomon said, and that's it? Just like the animals, just like everybody else? Because if that's all there is under the sun, it really is hopeless. And what Solomon's doing is he's showing us why we need the hope of the gospel. This is why we need Jesus. Because with him, we do have a hope and a future that lasts longer than just our time here on earth. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect here. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to be frustrating. It doesn't mean that we won't feel oppression. It doesn't mean that we won't be upset about what's happening. But through it all, we can have hope. Like it says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7, it says, Now we have this treasure in clay jars, so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. And in verse 16, it says, Therefore we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory, so that we do not focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. As we live this life under heaven, under God's authority as believers, and we live in this in-between space because we're also under the sun, we can pray and stand up against the injustices that we see in our world, and we can hold on to the hope of eternity because we have the gospel. So whatever you're feeling today, whether you're frustrated about things in our world or you're feeling like life has no meaning, hang in there. Don't give up. Lean into the things of God, the things that may not produce results here on earth, but they will have an impact that lasts for eternity. The things that we're frustrated about, the oppression that we see in our world, we don't have to hold on to those things. We can trust that God, who is in control, we can trust that he will make all things right. So this week, take a moment and read through those verses. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 16 through chapter 4, verse 3. And join us on Sunday as we dive into those chapters as a community.